Welcome to Pure Doctrine Today, a short podcast, long on truth, for the race to know Jesus, the privileged place of prayer in God's sovereign work, Episode 3, Revelation 8, 1 through 5. In Revelation 8, 3, another angel stands at the altar, which appears to be the same altar as we see in Revelation 6, verse 9, where it's written, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. Here in Revelation 8, before judgments are sent from heaven to the earth, we see two things. Number one, the judgments are sent because God wills it to be so. He commands the trumpets of judgment to be given to these angels and the incense. And then second, The second reason God's judgments are sent from heaven to earth? Because of the prayers of the saints. The altar in chapter 6 under which were the martyred saints was the bronze altar where sacrifices were made and where the saints were praying. Here in chapter 8, the golden altar in verse 3 is the altar of incense from inside the tabernacle. But here they both that is, the bronze altar and the golden altar, seem to be combined into one altar. And here in verses 3 through 5, we have an amazing picture of the awesome place of the prayers of the saints, of our prayers in God's plans for time and eternity. From our perspective, prayer often seems without any power at all or or any effect. But here in Revelation 8, we have a view of our prayers from heaven's vantage point. The author of Revelation Commentary and the Wellwin Commentaries writes this, In Tibet, which I visited a few years ago, one of the most striking features of the landscape is that on every hilltop, in fact on nearly every housetop, there are clusters of little flags flying. Sometimes they're actually festooned across the hillsides. These brightly colored squares of cloth are not some bizarre form of decoration. They are prayer flags. Everyone has a prayer written on it. The idea is that it stays there blowing in the wind, and as it flaps in the wind, the prayer is wafted up to the gods. You go to the hilltops because that's closer to the gods. In the Buddhist monasteries, meanwhile, you find line upon line of prayer wheels, which you're supposed to spin as you walk past so that the prayers inscribed on the wheels will keep on being automatically recited as the wheels spin on after you've gone. People like that kind of idea because they can see something happening, sort of like they're in charge of the effectiveness of their prayers. Well, that's an impressive picture, in one sense, of the faith of the Buddhist in the effect of these prayer flags or prayer wheels, but in the end, there are no gods. There are no gods these prayers are going to, and there are no answers for them in time or eternity. But, in contrast to that, the picture we're given of the effect of the prayers of Christian saints like us in Revelation 8 is absolutely breathtaking because they are central to God's plans for the end of the age the one true living God. That's all for now, but we'll continue next time looking at the amazing place of our prayers in God's end-time plans, and we'll see you then.